ज्ञानाशनाचलाकाया चक्षुरोन्मीता तस्म श्रीगुरवे नम श्रीचैतनोभीष्टन भूतले स्वयं रूपाखदाकुरोपाकमलाकुरोपाकमलाकुरोपाकुरोपाकुरोपाकुरोपाकुरोपाकुरोपाकुरोपाकुरोपाकुरोपाकुरोपाकुरोपाकुरोपाक
निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पश्चतारिणे Hare Krishna. Today we are gathered together devotees from all parts of the world to share our profound love and gratitude to one of the most illustrious precious gifts that Srila Prabhupada and Sri Sri Radha Madhava have given us the association of his holiness bhakti charu swami maharaj narottam das thakur composed the prayer to the departed vaishnavas jayanilo premadana karuna prachur this prayer where shila narottam das thakur is weeping crying in a most spiritually pathetic condition upon the separation from a great devotee of the lord in the separation of a great devotee like bhakti charu swami maharaj we are many of us feeling very lost very empty but in that emptiness we are seeking shelter of of his association within our hearts and in that seeking shelter we can find in the sweetest way in the deepest way the association of bhakti charu swami maharaj this is the essential theme of narottam das thakur's beautiful prayer he cries that he's beating his head against a stone in separation from a vaishnavas and narottam das thakur he he lists many of the great devotees who he's feeling separation from because this is the principle of parampara that when we serve our spiritual master when we serve a great vaishnav we're actually serving all the great vaishnavas from the time of krishna through our parampara and when we're feeling separation from our beloved gurus 
we're actually um, experiencing separation from um, all those departed associates of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because the Guru is representing the divine grace, the mercy of all the previous acharyas. The Guru is giving us the gifts of divine love, the philosophy of the highest liberation on behalf of all the previous acharyas. And whatever we offered to the spiritual master, the spiritual master is accepting it on behalf of all the previous acharyas. So yes, in, in feeling separation at this time from His Holiness Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, our separation for Srila Prabhupada, our separation for all the previous acharyas, the six Goswamis of Brindaban, Lord Chaitanya's associates, they are all accepting that mood of love of separation. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu especially emphasized the importance of love in separation, union in separation. For the last 12 years of his life in this world, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, tasted the sweetness of this vipralamba bhav, viraha bhav, love and separation. And we read in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita that you know, devotees were often very much worried for the Lord because how he was crying and how he was even sometimes apparently depriving his physical body in that separation. But yet, we learn that it was the peak of his ecstasies. When Krishna left Brindaban, the Brijabhasis, the Gopas, and the Gopis, um, how they cried in separation. Srila Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami tells that after Lord Sri Krishna went to Mathura with Akrura and then later went to Dwarka, the gopis and the gopas of Vrindavan, they cried for the rest of their lives. This crying is an emotion, it's an offering of love. At the same time, we know that it's very different from the crying of separation in this material world. The pathetic um, emotions of losing a loved one physically in this world is very much lamenting over the end of a connection, the end of a relationship. But in Krishna consciousness, we know that we are eternal spirit souls, part and parcel of Krishna, and that 
the Vaishnavas, our gurus, our Krishna's most beloved representatives entrusted with Krishna's grace. And at the time of separation, Srila Prabhupada explains it, that for a great Vaishnava, the appearance and the disappearance are the same. A devotee appears in this world to spread Krishna consciousness and really never disappears. but simply enters into Krishna's pastimes according to wherever Krishna wants that devotee to be. Srila Prabhupada emphasized the idea of Vapu and Vani, that Vapu is the physical association with our spiritual masters, with our, with our beloved Vaishnavas. And that Vapu is only for a very short time. And the, the examples illustrated by the way a devotee lives and the words that that devotee speaks is the true presence. That's the true um, spirit. And that is never lost. Srila Prabhupada, when he was in his um, closing pastimes in this world, he taught so many lessons. There's a beautiful story that one of his devotees who was a scientist came to see Srila Prabhupada um, in his last weeks. And at that time, Srila Prabhupada was so... Um, emaciated physically and the devotee was very broken hearted to see Srila Prabhupada in that condition which is natural but Srila Prabhupada smiled he said I have been teaching that we are not these bodies that we're eternal spirit souls we're eternal servants of Krishna and now my body is dwindling, but I am the same. And what Srila Prabhupada was really saying is that the physical body of the spiritual master is a vehicle for his divine presence in our hearts to inspire us to follow the teachings and the example he's given. And when we take shelter of the example and teachings, then the spiritual master lives within our hearts forever. And we can feel that. Still, this crying, this sense of loss is, is the pastime of the Lord to help us to go deeper and deeper and deeper into the remembrance, the absorption, and the shelter of the Vani, of the words of the spiritual master. And 
that is where our gurus truly live personally. Srila Prabhupada, during those last months, was very much teaching the very essence of what he wanted all of his descendants to know. He put everything in his books. He explained that to us. Um, the application of his will, he was very much concerned for the future. And therefore, when he was in Brindaban, he was, um, he was very much giving direction. And Srila Bhakti Charuswami Maharaj was there with him intimately, personally. He was observing, he was hearing, and having most intimate interactions and discussions with Srila Prabhupada. And each thing that Srila Prabhupada did at that time and all the things he was saying, because it was so close to the imminent end of his earthly pastimes, was so important. And Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj was absorbing. He was emulating. And we see that the things that he witnessed Srila Prabhupada emphasizing would be the very way he served Srila Prabhupada and the Vaishnavas and the world throughout the years. He saw how Srila Prabhupada had such love and appreciation for all the devotees who, who were assisting him. The great, powerful, successful leaders of our society and the simple devotees who may not have been famous, but who were just trying their very best to serve. He could see and feel Srila Prabhupada's love for all these devotees. And Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, you know, he emulated that. How much does Prabhupada love each devotee? How much does Prabhupada care for each devotee? How much Srila Prabhupada was, even if he didn't agree or was angry with the devotee, was only doing it to uplift that devotee. Srila Prabhupada was the ultimate personification of what we would call devotee care. Srila Prabhupada considered himself to be the servant of everyone. That's the quality of one who loves Krishna. And Bhakti Charu Maharaj took that spirit of Srila Prabhupada so deeply in his life and that's how he lived. And that is the great 
legacy that he left for all of us. So many devotees from all over the world um, have been pouring their hearts with feelings of separation, grief, and gratitude for Bhakti Charuswami Maharaj. It is historical and incredible the powerful um, effect that he has had in so many people's lives. A common thing that people are speaking in their gratitude and appreciation is how because Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj had such pure love for Srila Prabhupada, he had so much love for all the devotees. He cared so deeply for all the devotees. Whether the devotees were from a perspective of leadership, where they were big or small, he was so kind, so affectionate. As many are saying, he personified Srila Prabhupada's words that a devotee is a perfect lady or gentleman. Such a culture, such a culture of devotion. Um, he was a guru for our whole movement. And he treated everyone with so much concern, so much compassion, that whether one was initiated by him or was initiated by someone else, whether one was his disciple or his god brother or god sister, everyone felt the presence of Srila Prabhupada showing love and concern through Bhakti Swami Maharaj. Um, Srila Prabhupada, he very specifically and purposely brought Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj into his personal inner circle at that time for, for a reason, several reasons. One is he saw something so special and so pure in Bhakti Charu Maharaj's heart. He saw a receptivity, a genuine surrender in the heart of Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj. And he saw that in Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, um, he could leave after his departure within his heart lessons to teach the whole world. Um, I, I will not speak too many um, historical 
references or personal exchanges because in a previous talk I've spoken those things. Um, but a few that are so important for us to appreciate is Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj when he first became a devotee. Within a couple months, he met Srila Prabhupada at Prayag, was on the train with Srila Prabhupada back to Calcutta. And Srila Prabhupada entrusted him with the translation of all of his books into Bengali. What a historical, intimate service that is. Sri Chaitanya Charita Amrita, Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat, and so many of our Gaudiya Vaishnava literatures are written in Bengali. Srila Prabhupada translated Bengali and Sanskrit into English for the whole world. And in 1977, his books were being translated in so many various languages throughout the world. But no one was entrusted with Bengali, Srila Prabhupada's personal native language, the native language of the Gaudiya Sampradaya. Srila Prabhupada gave this instruction to Bhakti Charo Swami Maharaj to translate all of his books into Bengali. The entire Srimad Bhagavatam, the Bhagavad Gita, the Ishopanishad, the Nectar of Devotion, the Sri Chaitanya Charita Amrita, and all other books, um, Nectar of Devotion, to give a service like that to almost a brand new devotee is a hint of what Srila Prabhupada saw in Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj. And practically one of the first meetings they ever had, Bhakti Charu Maharaj asked for initiation and Srila Prabhupada saw how he was so sincerely seeking shelter and what he will do in the future. He said, I will give you Angkor Purnima. And Srila Prabhupada did something extraordinary. He gave him first and second initiation at the same time. And Srila Prabhupada, he was putting so much of his energy into developing the projects in India. Srila Prabhupada traveled all over the world spreading Krishna consciousness. But toward the, toward the last years of his pastimes in this world, he was giving more and more time and energy to India. 
He was building a temple in Vrindavan. He was building a project in Mayapur. He was talking about the temple of the Vedic planetarium. He was building a beauty. He had built a beautiful temple at, um, in Vrindavan. Srila Prabhupada asked this new devotee, who he had named Chirchor Gopinath, to be his secretary for all of India. A project where he was recruiting devotees to come from all over the world to help. A project that he was getting money and resources from all over the world to develop. Made him his personal secretary. And a little later in Vrindavan, just about three months later, um, Bhakti Swami was with Srila Prabhupada. And Srila Prabhupada proclaimed that he should take sannyas. Um, Srila Prabhupada had such an affection for Bhakti Charu Maharaj. He just, he loved to be with him. Um, and he brought Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj into his inner circle of personal caretakers. He traveled to Rishikesh with him. He traveled to Bombay with him. And eventually they came to Brindavan. Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj was sometimes massaging Srila Prabhupada. He was cooking for Srila Prabhupada and how Srila Prabhupada loved his cooking. And when Srila Prabhupada loved somebody's cooking, he was tasting their devotion. Srila Prabhupada preferred Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj's cooking um, to so many others. He personally taught him cooking. So close. And so many times, late at night, during the day, when Srila Prabhupada was all alone with Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada would reveal his mind, reveal his heart. And Bhakti Charu Maharaj would reveal his heart. Such an exchange. Hardly, hardly 1% or even a fraction of 1% of all of Srila Prabhupada's disciples all over the world had such an opportunity to be with Srila Prabhupada. And it was all by Srila Prabhupada's own will. He brought him in. He personally decided to give him first and second initiation after a couple months. And then in Vrindavan, when Prabhupada said, I want to give you sannyas, um, other leaders of the society, knowing the responsibility, the, the, the dangers, and um, the, the great weight of sannyas, 
they were discouraging him. That you've only been a devotee a few months, you only got initiated recently. And Bhakti Charu Maharaj just completely surrendered. He knew what they were saying. He, he believed whatever they were saying. But he said, Srila Prabhupada asked me. So then the leaders, they all went into Srila Prabhupada's room and were expressing their concerns. And Srila Prabhupada chastised them. I want to give this boy sannyas. I see what is in his heart. And all the leaders unanimously came out to Bhakti Charu Maharaj. Srila Prabhupada sees some, such a purity in yourself. And they all, they all together um, were there for this wonderful ceremony where Srila Prabhupada gave him the name Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj. And just after taking sannyas, what did Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj do? He went to the kitchen to cook for Srila Prabhupada. He was the he was menial servant of the servant of the servant. That was his spirit. Um, in his example, um, we learn that this is what true renunciation is. I'm remembering uh, many years later, um, this was perhaps in the late 90s, mid 90s. Um, Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj came to New Vrindavan. And at that time I was living in India, but I was at New Vrindavan at that time. There was a festival going on. And he came to my room, just a little room and we took prasad and then we were both kind of laying on our left sides and and talking and we spoke for many many hours together and he was revealing his heart um, and his heart was nothing but love for Srila Prabhupada um, I, I was deeply moved, and it opened up my heart. And I, I expressed to him um, what I saw was a predicament in my life. I said, Maharaj, it, this is such an uncomfortable situation for that 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 I'm in. Um, when I joined this movement. I had no position, no role really in the hierarchy. I was taking care of cows. Then a little later, I was also a pujari on a remote mountain, not seeing anyone. And I was, whatever I was doing was for Srila Prabhupada. 
as a servant of the servant of the servant, you know, very much down in the ladder of hierarchy. I was just serving those who were serving, who were serving, who were serving. And this is the way um, I was living throughout Srila Prabhupada's pastimes in this physical world. Um, you know, there was the GBC, and then there was the temple president, and then there was the temple commanders, and then there was this, the, the, the department heads, and I was just under all of them. And then somehow or other, um, you know, I was always happy doing that. I felt so safe in that way. But over the years, it seems like all of those people who were, um, who I was serving kind of disappeared from the scene. And now I find that I have to be a leader. I never wanted this. And I asked them, you know, really, what should I do? And I remember his reaction. He, he started to cry. And he was smiling and said, this is, the, this is the type of leadership that our movement needs. People who don't aspire to be leaders, but they're put in that position by the desire of those who want to follow. And um, he went on and on and expressed in his own life how all he wanted to do was be the servant of the servant of the servant. But Srila Prabhupada called him in and gave him initiation. Srila Prabhupada called him in and gave him sannyas. Srila Prabhupada called him in to be his intimate associate. And interestingly, um, throughout the years, um, throughout the decades, oftentimes when I meet Bhakti Charu Maharaj or when he introduces me to others during a class or whatever, he refers to that discussion we had. And in doing so, I feel he's reminding me because we could so easily get distracted in this world by our roles and by, um, you know, so many external formalities that may be there. But he was always reminding me of how much he appreciated that I never wanted to be a leader. I just wanted to serve other leaders. And in doing so, um, and he reminded me so many times of this principle, I really feel Srila Prabhupada was speaking through him to keep me on track because this is the principle he lived for and this is the principle of Mahaprabhu's teachings. Gopi Bhartur Kapata Kamalayor Das 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 Anudas To be the servant of the servant and the servant of the Lord of the Gopis. 
Um, Srila Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, he wrote the beautiful book, Ocean of Mercy. Every word of it is a glorification of Srila Prabhupada. He explains his life in a very summarized form from his childhood, being born in Calcutta, brought up in a simple place in Bangladesh, how when he was just a small boy, his mother, who was so much his life and soul, who taught him so much about Krishna, she passed away, and how that devastated his family. He discusses, it's such a extraordinary book. Please, everyone, especially at this time, if at all possible, carefully read this book. He really put his heart and soul into writing it. Um, years, some years ago, he asked me to write an introduction for it, so I, I read it. But now that I'm reading it the last few days, it has a whole another experience because in separation from Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, in, in my own life, every word that he's speaking, every incident that he's explaining is, is penetrating so deeply and enlightening my heart. Previously, and I'm explaining my own deficiency, previously when I read this book, it was interesting, it was fascinating, it was um, instructive. But now when I read it, in his separation, it just melts my heart. I feel in every line, I'm, I'm, he's personally speaking and describing his story to me. And, you know, I, I, I cry with every page, appreciating the gift of all the beautiful memories we, I have of him and appreciating the gift he's given to all of us in this book. He describes his life, how he was, how he was searching so much for meaning. And eventually with a friend, he decided to go to Europe. It was in 1970. He took a boat to Iraq and then traveled overland through Turkey and eventually to Germany. And there he was meeting so many people and he was having so many experiences. And oftentimes, Bhakti Charu Maharaj, when we would meet years later, of course, he would tell me how he felt so connected as brothers because at the very same time of the summer of 1970, when he was traveling overland 
west to find meaning in life. I was traveling east to find meaning in life. And we shared so many experiences and I don't know, but it's very likely we've met the same people. But while he was in Germany, when he heard somebody um, speaking in a very condescending way about India, it awakened in his heart something that was there, a deep um, appreciation for the spiritual culture of India. And he returned to India specifically to find the essence of Dharma. He went to the Himalayas, to Rishikesh, to Dev Prayag, to Joshimat. He was traveling and meeting so many yogis and so many gurus and so many um, enlightened beings and so many people of, of all different sampradayas and sects. He was searching and searching. He was reading books, trying to go deeper and deeper. He was looking for a guru. And he especially describes um, when he met Ananda Maima, he was quite deeply moved by her, um, by her kindness. And he was open to take initiation from her, but she specifically told him that you're not meant to be here. So he returned to Calcutta and he was feeling somewhat despondent, but at the same time, um, that longing was ever growing in his heart. And then the same devotee who, um, or the same friend who went to Europe with him, I believe his name was Prashun, he came to visit him and at that time, he was an initiated devotee of the name Sarvabhavana Prabhu, initiated by Srila Prabhupada, who had already taken important responsibilities for Srila Prabhupada's movement. And he was telling Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj about Srila Prabhupada and about Krishna consciousness. He went to the temple and eventually Bhakti Charu Maharaj was given the nectar of devotion. And just by reading the words of Srila Prabhupada and Srila Rupa Goswami, his heart was completely fixed in a spirit of surrender to Srila Prabhupada and Krishna. He accepted the path of devotional service. He accepted Prabhupada as his guru. He had a dream where Srila Prabhupada was giving him shelter and he was surrendering everything to Srila Prabhupada and he felt so happy. And he went to Mayapur, did menial services. And then in Prayag, he met Srila Prabhupada and then he was giving all these incredible responsibilities. 
It's interesting, Srila Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj was taking Srila Prabhupada's books, all of his books, and translating them into Bengali. And his dear friend, Sarvabhavana Prabhu, um, perhaps he was the first person to translate Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat from Bengali into English. Such special souls. Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, after he took sannyas, he went back into the kitchen to cook for Srila Prabhupada. And the, the intimacy of the exchanges that he not only had personally with Srila Prabhupada, but that he witnessed between Srila Prabhupada and other great devotees was, was essentially his entire experience of Krishna consciousness because he was such a new devotee. And I believe Srila Prabhupada called him in in the way he did because he was entrusting Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj with, um, with, with his legacy. He was entrusting within Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, you know, important principles that Srila Prabhupada wanted the future of ISKCON to emulate and understand. Um, when we spoke with Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj on in so many occasions or when we read this beautiful book, Ocean of Mercy, about what he heard Prabhupada saying, it's beautiful to see how that is what he gave his life and soul to. Srila Prabhupada, he was very concerned about the future of ISKCON. And Srila Prabhupada personally was explaining to Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, um, the concept of the GBC and the difficulties the Godiamat had had um, because they did not um, implement that according to Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur's instruction. Um, and Bhakti Charu Maharaj, for all those who know him, for all those that he have heard him, I can't imagine anyone who was more emphatic about the importance of the GBC, having a strong GBC, cooperating with the GBC. Um, why was he so much like that? Because Srila Prabhupada personally revealed his heart in that way 
to Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj. Bhakti Charu Maharaj took the order of his Guru Maharaj and all the lessons that he learned from Srila Prabhupada as his life and soul. And he had such innocent and profound faith in Srila Prabhupada's words and Srila Prabhupada's desires. Also, when he was with Srila Prabhupada in Vrindavan, there was an occasion where um, Srila Prabhupada spoke so strongly about how wherever there is Iskan, he should be, um, it should be stated that A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada is the founder Acharya. Bhakti Charu Maharaj heard Srila Prabhupada instructing others in this way, and he saw the, the passion in which Srila Prabhupada was concerned, and he had personal discussions with Srila Prabhupada. And he explains it so beautifully, Bhakti Charu Maharaj, that Srila Prabhupada wanted nothing for himself. Srila Prabhupada accepted that all of his disciples were representatives of his Guru Maharaj. Srila Prabhupada would give so much credit to his disciples. Srila Prabhupada gave all credit to his Guru Maharaj. Srila Prabhupada prayed to Krishna, I'm just your puppet, make me dance. But this idea of the founder Acharya was so important for the future of ISKCON, for the parampara to be intact and for the unity of our society to be there. And Srila Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj had such beautiful realizations. And throughout his life, he was teaching courses on Founder Acharya. He was writing papers on Founder Acharya, Srila Prabhupada, and that importance. Srila Prabhupada personally instructed him during those days in Vrindavan about the difference between a true Vaishnava and a Sahaja. The purity of the love of the gopis in Vrindavan and how so many people in this world, they mistaken it for immorality. The love between Krishna and gopis is the purest love. And how um, by serving the mission of the Guru Maharaj, of, of one's guru, by, by taking shelter of our devotional service, by hearing, then we're given the qualification to actually understand that. Srila Prabhupada personally nourished him, nurtured him in our philosophy. What is the difference between Mayavad philosophy, impersonal philosophy, and Vaishnava philosophy? Srila Prabhupada was preparing for his departure in those days, and this was very much a part of his preparation for his departure to impart these essential principles 
to a devotee that Srila Prabhupada had personal trust, would understand it appropriately and share it with the devotees within our movement. And that is just what Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj has done. What a precious gift Srila Prabhupada gave us in His Holiness Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj. So learned in our philosophy and our teachings, so eloquent as an orator, a speaker, such beautiful, heart-melting, melodious voice when he would sing, such incredible talents when he produced dramas, television series of Hai Charan, um, such a magnificent cook. Um, he was so empowered in every way, but yet he was completely humble. During those days in Brindaban, um, Srila Prabhupada would meet Brijabhasis, God brothers, um, and Obiel Kapoor would come to meet Prabhupada sometimes. And Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj shares an exchange that he had with Obiel Kapoor, and he shared the exchanges that Prabhupada would have with him. Where when Srila Prabhupada was living in Allahabad, and he was in his Leela as a householder, Obiel Kapoor would visit him. And Obiel Kapoor asked Srila Prabhupada, Can you give me the medicine that you have? the medicine that will give me Krishna Prema. And Srila Prabhupada, he said, um, in his humility, he said, I don't have, but I do have the formula in which one gains Krishna Prema. Obi Al Kapoor said, please tell me, is it a secret? Please reveal. Srila Prabhupada said, the secret is One should be more humble than a blade of grass, more tolerant than a tree, eager to give all respect to others and not expect respect for oneself. In this way, one can chant the holy names of the Lord constantly. When Srila Prabhupada explained this, he said, I will, I will reveal this secret formula to the whole world. And Obi Al Kapoor, he just listened, how? But then he told Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, now I see he's actually done it. He's revealing the innermost secrets of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings, how to chant the names of God to the whole world. 
Bhakti Charu Maharaj became very close with many of the leaders of Gaudiamat. And he witnessed how they were so astounded how our Srila Prabhupada, he left India with nothing on a cargo ship, and now he had 100 temples, thousands of devotees, millions of books being published. It was extraordinary. Krishnadas, Krishnadas Babaji Maharaj, he, he, he spoke to Srila Prabhupada and Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj was right there because they would speak in Bengali. So of all the devotees in ISKCON, hardly any who were around could actually hear. When Srila Prabhupada would speak you know, to these God brothers and exalted Brijabhasis, um, Bhakti Charu Maharaj was one of the few who could actually enter into the mysteries of their discussions because he knew Hindi, he knew Bengali. Krishnadas Babaji was praising Srila Prabhupada that you have done what nobody else could do because you have such complete faith in the chanting of the holy names. Krishnadas Babaji Maharaj would chant the holy names practically throughout the day and night. Param Drishtvani Vartate. He had such a taste for chanting. He hardly ate, he hardly slept, he practically didn't do anything. He was really following in the footsteps of Haridas Thakur. And to do this in a genuine way is impossible for anyone unless they have love for Krishna. And Krishnadas Babaji Maharaj was there. And yet he was telling Srila Prabhupada that none of the rest of us could do what you are doing because none of us have the same faith that you have in chanting. Krishna's holy names. Srila Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj was listening. He was watching. He was being transformed. He was emulating these principles. Srila Prabhupada entrusted so much in him. And that is one of the reasons why so many of the senior most devotees in our movement are pouring their hearts out in such a way upon his physical disappearance from this world. Such a loss, such a vacuum in our hearts. Um, because everyone in our movement knows that he was specially chosen by Srila Prabhupada. He was specially brought in by Srila Prabhupada's own loving hands into his service. He was given most 
intimate services and was there during the final nine months of the pastimes of Srila Prabhupada. Um, so for our whole movement, especially for Srila Prabhupada disciples, um, Bhakti Charu Maharaj um, has such a special place. Um, and yet, so humble, so genuinely, purely humble, so respectful, so affectionate, so caring, so gentle, so kind. These are truly the symptoms of an exalted person, to be so great, yet to be so humble. To have such a designation as one of Prabhupada's most intimate, loving associates, and yet to, to be seeing the good in others, to practically see everybody else as better than, than him. Srila Prabhupada, he would say, the nature of a Vaishnava is he sees everyone as better than me. And Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, he would serve people in that way. Many of the senior devotees of our movement are expressing Srila Bhakti Charu Swami's hospitality. How he was so attentive to every possible detail to make devotees happy. In Calcutta, when we really, at a certain time, we had no access to the ISKCON temple. It was taken out of our movement. He inspired and instructed um, Chaitanya Das Prabhu and Malini Devi, his Bhakti Charu Maharaj, his loving disciples, to open their homes for all the devotees of ISKCON when they came to Calcutta. And they did it. And he would give them such personal, exact instructions of how to serve the devotees. Devotees lived with them. Mayapur, the way he would receive the Vaishnavas, the way he would care for the Vaishnavas, the prasad he would arrange for the devotees, every detail with such culture, with such sensitivity to try to make everyone happy. That's who Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj was. He was, he was self-effulgent as the minister of culture 
for the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Bhakti Charu Maharaj um, he loved Srila Prabhupada and because he loves he loves Srila Prabhupada in such a genuine spirit um, all of these qualities were manifested in his life and we have all been nourished by that. So much of what ISKCON is, is how Srila Prabhupada entrusted his spirit in those who love him. Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj is truly extraordinary in this way. And therefore, um, Disciples and followers are feeling intense grief and separation upon his disappearance, but in very much the same way, God brothers and God sisters and um, disciples of others initiated, feeling, feeling like that because he treated everyone as a representative of Srila Prabhupada's love. He loved Prabhupada so deeply and he expressed that by how much he cared for the society and the movement that Srila Prabhupada had established because he knew firsthand what Srila Prabhupada's heart was and forever is. Srila Prabhupada was such a, when I, of course, whenever we say was, we're speaking about the physical sense, but actually it's ever-present because Srila Prabhupada's pastimes are something that's eternal. And Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, he is in every way um, taking shelter and representing Srila Prabhupada's will. Um, Srila Prabhupada was, is so fearless in spreading the Krishna consciousness movement. Srila Prabhupada um, was so grateful during those last months when Bhakti Charuswami was right at Prabhupada's bedside, he would see how Srila Prabhupada was so grateful and so happy with Ganesham for distributing books behind the Iron Curtain. So, so grateful to um, Bhakti Swarup Dhammarar Maharaj. Ganesham became Bhakti Tirtha Swami Maharaj. 
he was so grateful and so happy to see how Bhakti Swarupdhamadhar Maharaj was spreading Krishna consciousness into the science community. And how Srila Prabhupada put so much of his heart into that project. He wanted whatever money, whatever manpower he needed, please give to him, he was telling his leaders. He observed how um, Srila Prabhupada was so pleased by Harikesh Prabhu. Um, translating and printing so many books in so many languages. He was so, he was watching Srila Prabhupada, how he interacted with His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj. And he was appreciating so deeply. He was taking shelter of Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj because he saw how Srila Prabhupada was so pleased with him. He, there are so many examples of Rishi Prabhu, how um, Bhakti Charu Maharaj was, was just um, hearing the exchange between he and Prabhupada and how Prabhupada was so happy that he was spreading Krishna consciousness in the Middle East. Bhakti Charu Maharaj, when it was when it was announced in India recently that he wanted to go to America, um, devotees were pleading with him not to go, and Bhakti Charu Maharaj. I was sent by um, His Grace Navin Krishna Prabhu in London, this video clip of Bhakti Charu Swami speaking just before he left. And he was very strongly proclaiming that he's going, that it is our duty to Srila Prabhupada and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to spread this movement and to die in the battlefield is glorious. There's no question. Srila Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj was being called by Srila Prabhupada. And he was responding to that call. And nothing and no one could stop him. And interestingly, when when Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj was taking care of Srila Prabhupada and Srila Prabhupada said, I'm going to London. Bhakti Charu Maharaj was told by his Ayurvedic doctor that this is very bad. He should not go to London. His health is too vulnerable. And Bhakti Charu Maharaj understood, even though it could be such a crisis in his physical health. There's nothing he could do to stop Srila Prabhupada. Such an example Srila Prabhupada gave. And how every example that Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj saw in Srila Prabhupada, he followed in his footsteps.
um, when Bhakti Charu Maharaj came to America, um, he was inflicted with this disease of COVID-19. And in his gracious way, which was so much in harmony with his life, he basically entrusted the, all the decisions in the executive committee of the GBC to decide. And with that faith, completely taking shelter, you know, he was brought to the hospital. From a, from a physical perspective, on this external level, it really does not affect a soul who's completely taking shelter of Krishna. No one can have a doubt that Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, from when he first came to this movement, he totally took shelter of Srila Prabhupada. He surrendered his body, his mind, his life, his soul to Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada recognized and fully accepted him. And since Srila Prabhupada's disappearance in separation, Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj has surrendered to everything he learned from Srila Prabhupada and has given his life for that and that only. One who surrenders to Guru and Krishna, Krishna surrenders to that devotee. So there is no question of astrology, there is no question of, of, of time, place, or circumstance for one who has surrendered to Krishna. We know that that devotee is perfectly in the shelter of Krishna, perfectly in the shelter of Srila Prabhupada. This departure was a divine arrangement and supremely glorious. Actually, whether Bhakti Charu Maharaj was in Florida or in a hospital room um, is of very little consequence because his heart is Brindaban. And he, he is in the most intimate, sweet, loving embrace of Srila Prabhupada, Sri Shirata Madhava. His disappearance day on his disappearance on the disappearance day of Srila Sanatan Goswami is something so very special. Sanatan Goswami is the elder brother and guru of Rupa Goswami. He personified the most caring, loving service to all living beings. 
when he lived in Vrindavan, although the greatest of scholars, the greatest of liberated souls, he was kind to everyone. All the Brijabhasis accepted Sanatan Goswami as their guru. Bhaktichara Swami Maharaj, he, he personified that quality and the Ishtadev of Sanatana Goswami, Sri Sri Radha Madan Mohan, Bhaktichara Swami Maharaj in Ujjain, he established the temple of Sri Sri Radha Madan Mohan, his Ishtadev. Um, perhaps devotees from Ujjain are um, with us today. Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, that entire project was born and nourished by the seed of his love for Srila Prabhupada. Um, Ujjain is one of the four places of Kumbha Mela. And it was a place that really um, Iskan was doing very little or practically nothing there for all these years. But he wanted to do something very special there. And he was, he saw Srila Prabhupada in his last days in Vrindavan, how he would interact with politicians, political leaders, and how Srila Prabhupada always focused on the first instruction he received from Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada that Srila Prabhupada received the instruction to take the message of Lord Chaitanya to the whole world in the English language. And when Srila Prabhupada questioned Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, there's so many problems and in India is a subordinate question country to the British. First, we need to get independence. And Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur he emphasized that there's really only one problem in this world. We have forgotten our relationship with Krishna. And the only solution to those problems is to revive our relationship with Krishna. Srila Prabhupada had such faith in that principle. And Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, when he was meeting the political people in Ujjain, when he was meeting the common villagers near Ujjain, he was, he, he was a friend to all. And from nothing, perhaps the fastest temple that was ever built in ISKCON's history, and one of the most beautiful and glorious temples, with beautiful, glorious deities, was built by his enthusiasm. And while he was building that, 
still he was traveling the world and making everyone feel that he's their best friend, whether it be in Mayapur, Calcutta, or America, or South Africa, or Europe. You know, Jane, he would love to take devotees to the very place that Krishna and Balaram and Sudama were students of Sandipani Muni. And he felt such a connection there that this is the place that Krishna actually performed his leela of being a student to receive knowledge. And Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj made this temple in Ujjain a place to um, teach the arts, the sciences, the culture, and the knowledge of Krishna consciousness. So, wherever Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj's um, followers are, I pray that in this grief, in this um, pain of separation that we're now feeling, um, search within that for the gratitude that we have, that we have been touched by Krishna and Srila Prabhupada's divine grace in such a special way through His Holiness Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj. Along with the suffering and separation, which we should not neglect, we can be very open and, and feel it. But we are not alone, we are not without. Um, all the moments that we had with Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, with him personally, with those who have been inspired by him, through hearing his recordings, you know, all of the inspiration that we received, let us be deeply grateful. And in that gratitude, yes, he will live with us. And he will live with us just the way he lived with us when he was physically present, in the sense that this ocean of kindness will be bringing us to the lotus feet of Srila Prabhupada. I personally um, yearn to follow in his footsteps. Making the instruction of the spiritual master one's life and soul. And he did it with such grace. He did it with such affection. He did it in such a way 
that everyone could feel Srila Prabhupada's presence. Um, he, Bhakti Charu Maharaj is a person of essence. He received the essence, he's giving the essence. In our gratitude to him, we try to carry on his spirit, his mission to bring the world to Srila Prabhupada's lotus feet and to the lotus feet of Sri Sri Radha Madhav. And in that spirit, more and more as time passes, we will all be in the association of Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj in a deeper and deeper way. Thakur Bhakti Vinod wrote, he reasons ill who say that Vaishnavas die when thou art living still in sound. Vaishnavas die to live and live to spread the holy name around. His Holiness Srila Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj Ki Jai Bancha Kalpatarubhyas Cha Kripa Sindhubhya Eva Cha Patitanam Pabhanibhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha. I spoke in several other of these internet discussions, um, my conviction that during that last week or so of Srila Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj's physical pastimes, there were tens and thousands of devotees praying, crying, crying to Krishna for the associate for Krishna for the association of Bhakti Charu Maharaj. There was such a unified um, outpour of love for him. Temples all over the world were having special kirtans for him. Through the internet, there were kirtan groups, there were discussion groups. And because of the possible imminence of his disappearance from this world, there was such a feeling of desperation crying out to Krishna for Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj. And such a magnification of how much he means to each and every one of us. Yes, we were all in the room with him when he left this world. In our hearts, each one, thousands and thousands. Because bhakti is a matter of our devotion. It's not a matter of physical proximity. Bhakti Charu Maharaj, being a puppet in Prabhupada's hands, um, he lived, 
bring us all back to Krishna. And he departed to bring us all, in a way to bring us all back to Krishna. And he will live in our hearts to bring us all back to Srila Prabhupada and Krishna. I thank you very much. <laughs>